Oh my gosh, here we are, we're back, we're back, we're back. It is the show, it's Q Talk America on a Tuesday night. It is October 1st on, the, on our calendar. You may be listening to this in the future, and it if you are, hello in the future. All right, kids. Uh, it's Kat, tomorrow for a dance. It, it is. Cat Carlson's here, Marnie Ryer, that's Al Perkins, rounding out our cast. Earlier in the show, we talked about what we've been doing, and then last hour, we did some headlines and talked about... The, a new country that we discovered called Ramakai. No, we yeah. conjured up. We conjured up Ramakai. We, in, we invented it. We invented oh. it. And found it. Got it. All right. We have to go cut work. Yeah. Right, well, it's it's never been proven that we can't do witchcraft. Right. Nope. <laughs> There's that. We're the country. So if you, fi- if you start finding out about how we're invading Ramakai, you have us to thank for it. I don't want to tell the people at the Salem Witch Trials how to do no. your job, but they didn't get me. No. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Entertainment Without Perkins starts right now. Well, we'll start with a very with a death den that, that was sad. Um, Bob Esty, uh, songwriter, producer, arranger extraordinaire, um, who just last week there was a, um, a, a all over the Facebooks and different internet sites, there was a call of a, a fundraiser, a GoFundMe for his hospice care. Um, songwriter, producer, ranger, best known for his hit collaborations with Donna Summer, Cher, and Barbara Streisand during the disco era, has died um, from medicine as cancer. Um, co-produced and arranged Summer's Disco Sensation Last Dance. He also co-wrote it, but he got no credit for it, even though it won the Grammy and the Oscar. Um, he was all backstage, and until his the end, he still bit, bitched about the fact that he should have getting, gotten a co-writing credit for um, Last Dance, so he could have had all those awards. Hmm. Um, he did the entire arrangements for Donna Summer's Once Upon a Time album, Shares Take Me Home, Take Me Home. One of my favorite, favorite songs. Um, he also worked with Brooklyn Dreams, which was Donna Summer's husband's band, Patty Brooks, DC LaRue. He served as Streisand's vocal coach on No More Tears, Enough is Enough. Um, and he uh, arranged and produced the title song, The Main Event. Having co-written it with, so I mean, all my favorite disco hits of 1979, right? All came from the brain of Bob Esty, and there's another producer who said that um, later in life, that uh, like a few years later, he said he went home while they started writing. She works hard for the money, and if he would have stayed another hour, he'd be a millionaire because he would get songwriting credit. Oh, no, he no. just wasn't there when they finished, and because Bob Esty was the inspiration bet- behind making Last Dance is sung like a, a big band era. Um, song. It's meant to be sung. Not you're not supposed to like over sing it or shout it. It's supposed to be done big band era style, mm-hmm. which was the note. And he's the one that gave it that big lush big band feel and all mm. the instruments and the fact that it's not ever done with like a kazoo and a string. Mm-hmm. Um, so big credits, but just just a lot of fun songs from the '70s that I liked. And he was one of those names. He worked with Casey and the Sunshine Band, uh, Roberta Kelly. My favorite of all the Sunshine and, Bands. But even, yeah, of, <laughs> of the many, many Sunshine Bands, KC's is by far Best my one. favorite. Yeah. yeah. So that that was kind of sad. I was kind of following. I wasn't going to give money to the GoFundMe, because I feel like somebody else should do that. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like, like songwriters and stuff like that, like they have right. the... Like the, his, his own community. Yeah, like SAG yeah. has the home mm-hmm. for actors that didn't, you know what I mean, that are too old to go on. Um, in breaking news, because of all the impeachment, we'll just say federal judge blocks George's abortion law, which sparked film boycott threats, in case anybody didn't know. And the really? Courts, oh, that's fantastic. That, the no. courts upheld big parts of the um, net neutrality. Oh, that's good. I hadn't seen that. I saw the abortion No, it's bad. One. They went the Trump Oh, they way. went the other way. Oh. My bad. Yeah, so net neutrality is now almost officially a thing of the past. Yay! I feel better. 
Yeah, I mean, sure. We're streaming faster already. We will not be. We will not be. will not benefit. We will not be part of the benefit streams of that. I get. Um, Saturday Night Live. It turns out I had stopped watching Saturday Night Live uh, longer ago than I thought I did on a regular basis. Because I just didn't find Trump funny anymore. Like I didn't mm-hmm. like any. Like I didn't oh. like Trump jokes. It turns out it'd been almost two years. Oh I'd my seen god! Episodes, I'd seen episodes yeah. where like people I liked were hosting, or where there was a clip that I wanted to watch. But when I went back and watched, it was Christmas of seventeen. Was the last okay. was like a oh, taped wow. episode that I didn't catch. But this week they came back, and yeah. even though um, Alec Baldwin said he was done, okay. no more um, Donald Trump on the SNL. Yeah. He thought it had been done to death. Um, the impeachment inquiry yeah, starts yeah. up the week that <laughs> SNL comes back, and it was like, yeah. "Here you go." I mean, please when, have this. When the gift, impeachment yeah. eagle is in the air, you can't resist. You can't resist, and they really did hand it to them while they were rehearsing yeah. with Woody Harrelson, and right. it was a fun episode. But and as um, on the Facebooks, Laura, um, huh? Master Pietro. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, I know because it means teacher of rocks, so I actually know her name. Um, <laughs> That's weird. Right? Or master of rocks, depending on how you want to play that. I'm like, wait a minute, how do you know her name and not mine? Because it, it alliteration. Puts, uh, put it fair. in Spanish. <laughs> None of that was alliteration. <laughs> what? I don't know. But it sounded good. I so like this it. artist you whose name I think we're pronouncing rocks. Billie Eilish. It's Billie yeah. Eilish. Yes, Billie Eilish. Um, her opening number, cute, fun song. They did the tight camera, so it looked like you know the the set she was dancing in was turning so it looked like she was dancing on the ceiling and stuff like that mm-hmm. but then they kept pulling back and ruining the illusion which kind of mm-hmm. pissed me off okay. but cute number fun little dance song I thought oh that's cute and charming and clearly a lot of choreography to get that to work because you literally have to like dance while the thing moves but right. then her second number was a little ballad with her um, ballad with her songwriting partner I suggest you go and find Apple Music yeah. um, whatever Billie Eilish did on um, SNL because mm-hmm. the ballad was Lovely, really lovely, okay. lovely, oh. lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay. I was amazed at like the, what she brought to it, like what she brought to the song. It's a really pretty song. Did, oh, um, she did "Bad Guy." "Bad Guy" is the first one she did. Um, "Bad Guy" is the fun one. The fun one, yeah, yeah, that's a fun yeah. song. I like that song a lot. Um, and then the second one is "I Love You." Yeah. Oh my god, that was such a pretty song. So well delivered. Lovely voice. Just her and her um, bandmate would look like a boyfriend yeah. because of how well they were like just conveying the song. I, I bought into it. I thought they'd been love been for yesterday. years. Yesterday, she's seventeen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but oh my god, it was it was lovely. So that was a lovely yeah. song. So we get a chance find that the episode okay. was pretty good. Some good moments. You know, they made a big deal about their new Asian cast member, and then he played Andrew Yang in the opening, and then was never <laughs> seen again till the end. But I have to say that going back. And uh, and yeah, we did talk about Nexium a couple, I think like years insane. ago. That's insane. Yeah, we have yeah that about that podcast because I think I know I've listened to the whole thing, um, and it's it's making a kind of if you will like a comeback. Oh, it's being found and rediscovered. Uh, yeah, uh, Catherine Oxenberg, mm-hmm. um, mom, who like unleashed this whole thing because of her daughter looking for her daughter. Has been making the rounds again. Yeah. And on talk shows and whatnot. I think there's something that's on TV about it. Oh, yeah. That is that's a up. fascinating, fascinating podcast. It really is. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, the other cute thing, and I'll just bring this up because it's fall. You know what I mean? It's under 90. Um, so the episode that I watched was the Christmas episode. That was the last one that I had, like, taped and I was watching it regularly and just didn't get to. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the SNL, they saved time... 
and I absolutely loved it when they do the Christmas episode and they say goodbye and like half the cast is in the studio saying goodbye and the other cast is on ice skates in Rockefeller Center Cute. and oh. it's midnight and it's I, okay. I think it's weather permitting because they don't seem to do it every year but they do it a lot and it really was while they played that long theme it was all of them like the ones that could skate skating around Rockefeller okay. Center and the ones that couldn't skate were standing on a giant blanket in the middle and shoes so they must have like pulled them out there well, you can walk on ice, just carefully. Right, but they put the right. they put the blanket there so they're safe, so, so they don't slide. Standing, right. So they're standing and there's no liability. But just to see, like, who can... And I just... It was just so cute. Okay. Because uh, I was talking to this charming gentleman in Temecula that was from Canada last week, and he was talking you about ice skating. Yeah, I was chatting with the Canadians. There so, you I, go. you know, I pulled out the, I can ice skate bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I played that. I, I laid <laughs> that card right down. And he said, so can my grandmother. I'm Canadian. Right. right. Fuck you. <laughs> And I said I went to grade school with her. Yeah, nice to meet right. you. <laughs> Welcome home, Sonny. So then we'll get to um, movie recommendation number one. I mean, there's only Marnie left to sell this to, but Judy, 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 yeah. Judy, 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 Judy. I want to see it. I want to see it. What? I just have it yet. Yeah. It's great. What yeah. a performance. Um, I really have to see who else is going to be nominated this year for Oscars. I can. I yeah. don't see her not. Walking oh, away with that. I'm, I'm ex- like so well I called done it a conjuring. As, a, okay. as like an impression, it, yeah. I'm excited that she's being talked about again. Yeah. And in a Zellweger? good way. Yeah. yeah. I think it has run past yeah. her doing the movie because now when I see her do interviews, I feel that the, the nervous ticks are still there from Judy. Yeah, she can't shake them. She, right. can't, she still does the, really? the And things. I haven't seen any yeah. press because somebody said that the press kind of watching her do press for the movie... Um, I haven't seen took them out of it and I hadn't seen any of it Mm -hmm. it got to there were there was a good 85% of that movie where I just thought I was watching a Judy Garland documentary I I totally agree Um, and she does her own singing and she like the breathing the way she answers questions and I watched an interview last night at work of uh, her (laughs) on Dick Cavett for the first time and just how funny she could be because she was so nervous but she could play that humor card. Okay. And mm-hmm. that she could like she, Judy spar Garland. with yeah, Judy Garland right. could spar with Dick Cavett to get him from an- asking personal questions. Mm-hmm. That she could keep him on his toes mm-hmm. and laughing. And my other if you're not familiar with the what becomes a legend most ad campaign with the furs. Okay. Um, and then Joan Joan Rivers parodied it with what becomes a semi legend most. It was an ad for furs. Okay. She got that fur for what becomes a legend most, and she wore that motherfucking fur for the rest of her life because she was so broke, mm. and she did an ad for a fur coat. And every mm. time she walks somewhere in that fur coat, and it's in it's in the book. So I brought the book for anyone to read. Oh. I've been hiding it under here. Nice. Yes, this you have. is the definitive biography, and probably one of the best biographies I've ever read. Mm. And the TV movie of this was on ABC, not HBO, because I looked it mm. up. Um, this is the one with Judy Davis and Tammy Blanchard. That mm-hmm. is just astonishing. This is one of the best reads you will ever have. Some of it is from her audio. She was recording her bi- autobiography because she was too fucked up to write anything down, mm. so they just right. gave her a tape recorder. So this movie is based on a lot of the tapes. Okay. The writer listened to the tapes. There was a play called Edge of the Rainbow, End of the Rainbow, Over the Rainbow. There was a play a few years ago, and that's what this was based on. But they got rid of all the fantasy parts of it. And he went with just her recordings of her life at that time. But this, amazing. I thought, and um, uh, what's her butt? Lorna Luft contributes mm-hmm. to this. Okay. Oh. okay. So there's a lot of real stories. Because the only thing they really fucked up about that is that the kids are... Liza is... 
actually younger. No, they're all older. Liza's playing too young. They're all playing like 1963 TV show. Okay. This is five years later. Lorna Luft is really like 16. They ought to be a little bigger. They're like 16. Liza has already won a Tony Award. She doesn't have a new show coming up. There's nothing she's going to be nervous about. She's already a Tony Award winning actress. Already been nominated for an Oscar by the time. Like, she's already got an Oscar nomination under her belt before the plot of this movie. So they just made the kids a little bit younger. Well, and there were other things in the movie that, like that party that she went to in the movie never happened. That's not where she met Mickey. Mickey actually was a drug dealer and met her, came, delivered drugs to Judy Garland. That's how Mickey met. Liza, that party never happened. The two gay guys that she had breakfast with in London never happened. That was the sweetest, sweetest That was cute. But we also don't know that that never happened. Right. Like, no one was with her 24 hours a day. To say that it certainly she could didn't. have happened. True, but I went yeah. through one of your one of the Hollywood whatever. Mm. I wondered websites, that too, and I went through all of the things that you know yeah. uh, they that where she sings over the rainbow and stops at the her last performance at Talk of the Town. The audience never they did throw bread at her. They did actually throw they bread did at do her. that, but in many concerts across her last years of touring, they did sing over the rainbow to her. Oh, I'm not doubting that somebody... There were many times that she would get too emotional because that song w- was devastating by the end. That the mm-hmm. audio, that, that's, that's, and that's in this book. Mm. The audience singing back to her when she would get too emotional to Over the Rainbow is in there. And Mickey's line about, um, uh-huh. oh, you just sing, is in here. But it's right. not delivered by... Uh-huh. It might even be by him. But that is a famous anecdote of hers when someone asked, oh, you just sing? And she's like, just sing? Like, but just so this, this is it. So I don't know who wants to borrow it and read it, but this is delicious reading. And it's very, it's not, not that long. But the one thing that they get right in the movie that is so, ast- just astonishing, mm-hmm. um, is the come rain or come shine. And handling Judy at the end of her career is all well and good, like getting this song, all over, but come rain or come shine, whoever did it, from, I've been trying to find it for two days. That's all I've been doing while you are all talking is I've been trying to Google who did that arrangement of Come Rain or Come Shine? Because it's a game changer. And it's bananas. Mm. And a mutual friend of ours uh, took me to a cabaret performance of someone he knew. She was a, a Broadway singer. She had a cabaret. And just the venue had a couple extra instruments. So she did that come the, the samba. It's like a rumba or a samba mm-hmm. version of Come Rain or Come Shine. And it's bananas. <laughs> it changes the whole meaning of the song. It turns it into a stalker song. It's upsetting. Mm. It's in your face. It's way too much. And the fact that Renee Zellweger, and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, the fact that and it, because you'll never hear any, you can't hear anyone sing the normal version of "Come Rain or Come Shine" again because you're like, well, no, it's like it's like making every breath you take into a lullaby. It's a stalker song. Right. The song is deeply disturbing. So the every fact that she handled that so well was, to me, was just the incredible part of that. And the fact that like it was almost turned into music therapy for Judy. Like you could see the parts where like. I can't get anything else right, but you know what I can do? I can sing. I can sing, song. right. Yeah, I I got this song. This I can do. And um, one of the things I was reading yesterday was talking about how on the, the episode of the TV show, where the orchestra is nowhere near her, like, wherever Mel Torme and the orchestra are for the TV show, they're not anywhere she can see to get any kind of music cues. Right. And it is one of the greatest, like, like show tunes, nights, things ever, is her doing Come Rain or Come Shine on her talk show or her variety show where mm-hmm. she starts off behind. She misses the cue because there's nothing to look at. Right. 
And then she gets it, and you see her working. Like, she's, like, working the rhythm and trying to get the words in. And she does it, and then when she catches up to the beat finally, and she throws her hair back sweating, and she's like, fuck Fuck you, you, Mel Torme. (laughs) You can talk shit about me all you want to. And he, and in this book is amazing, because Mel Torme's interviewed over and over again about, she's a bitch, and that woman is trouble. But at the same time, that come rain or come shine live on TV where she starts off beats behind... And makes you believe that that's how that song should be written. Like we're playing the like we're playing this crazy fucking beat with no melody, and she gets it. And that Renee Zellweger recorded that, sang it, and got it spot on. I was like, I just just amazing. I liked one in an interview that in the interview that that I saw of her with regards to her singing. She's like, uh, I'm not doing it because I'm not singing that. Like you're wanting me to, you're trying to compare me to the greatest singer ever, right? Yeah. And then they're like. Think about it, though, and it, and it makes complete sense. We're talking to Judy at the end. Judy at the end is right. not 1952 Judy. The greatest Judy. singer ever at the very At the end. It's like, so she's right. not hitting the notes that she used to sing it on. But, she's, she's, but now you do it as an actress because that's what she has left is mm-hmm. all that she's learned as an actress. She sells those songs. She totally did, and I thought it was yeah. perfectly done. No, I meant done. Judy Garland. I meant right. Judy oh, Garland yeah. at Judy the wasn't end. hitting those notes. Judy wasn't hitting those right, notes. Right, no. But when you, because I, like, I, I spent all day yesterday because I found out I have uh, the whole Judy... Garland at Carnegie on my phone. Uh-huh. So I've been listening to that and just astonishing. Yeah. You're drawn in. Like you can't, yeah. you're just like, what the fuck is she going to do next? Because everything is like wrought with meaning. She's not just singing to hear herself hit notes. She's like giving you a lifetime of pain in every goddamn note. Love it. And it, it really it's does. It's a great the, concert. The end of the movie when she does Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's why, and, I, and people are always like, I can't believe you don't like that. When Petty LaBelle and whatever that faggot's name is, that scream over the rainbow, what? that is just, what's that guy's name? Sam. Oh, Sam Harris. When I, they scream Star over the rainbow, oh, it okay. just pisses, like, listen sure, to the, sure. li- like, understand what, I oh, get okay. it that you can hit lots of yeah. notes, yeah. but, but there's no point to right. that song right. if you don't. Do it with all of like the 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 sadness, the sadness and the, in it, like yeah. the person who I thought did it the best, uh, Judy Garland. Aside yes. from Judy Garland, no, heard aside of her. From Judy Garland seems familiar. Was Pink at the yes? Oh. Oh. Yeah, that was a really absolutely, good one. Yeah. absolutely. Brilliant. I forgot with, about that one. I think with, I have with a somewhere. nod and a so. wink to Judy, and then making it her mm-hmm. own. But, but I under like, and it really is, especially with Come Rain or Come Shine, and there's such a difference there. Of the intent of a song, like mm-hmm. and and Barbara Streisand does it on one album where she does "If I Loved You" and most people do it as "How You Would Know" and "How Happy You Would Be," and she just changes the intent a little bit to be "If I Loved You," but I don't. But right, and it just it's just a subtle turn of phrase that you're like, "Ooh, this is so exciting." <laughs> she doesn't love him, but God, is she gonna tell him off while she's she telling him I what it would be you, like? You'd be the first so, to know, and guess who doesn't know it's you? It's on YouTube. You realize that, right? The Judy thing, right, right, right. But if you can find what, what you want to find for? is uh, yes, no, no. I wanted the story of who actually did the arrangement. I'm sorry, because the, this, the original one from the '60s. Yeah, that's, that one that they Samba, it? The, and it says Nelson Riddle. All I could find, but so I don't know if this mutual friend. What the hell is that? I am, I am searching for a beach vacation. I'm always Sorry. searching for a Who beach vacation. So this mutual, um, this this friend that I saw do this cabaret act, somehow in her like vocal training, she had worked with either the drummer or the person that arranged it, or somehow she knew someone 
that introduced her to that version of Come Rain or Come Shine. And I had never heard Judy sing it that way. Mm-hmm. And so I was at this cabaret where she just had a couple extra instruments. Usually a cabaret is like a singer, a you know, it's like three-piece Piano, ensemble. guitar, is, maybe some drums. Maybe some right, drums. Right. But she had a little bit Guy bigger ensemble, box. and she went on this. And at the end, as she came over and talked to us, because she knew my friend... And she was like, that was so hard. I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, what was that? Right. Like, what did you just do to come rain or come shine is your is your um, your bows number? And she was like, you've never heard that? And I'm like, I am a bad gay at 32 years old, but I have no idea what the fuck you just did. And turned that into a scary, scary stalker song that made all my parts tingle. <laughs> yeah. She's a little bit late. But she's looking. She's searching. Yeah. I can't play. I'm sure she'll come oh, back yeah. from the dead and dance. But the fight. minute when she. <laughs> Damn when it, Judy, you, you, watch her, this. you watch her coach herself. You, like, you can. Yeah. I have it at home. I have that. I cherish that DVD because I watch it all the time of like, I am going to get on. I'm going to fuck that Mel Torme in the ass because he is pissing me off and talking shit about me every time the show ends. There is a story I also read and watched the video of. I didn't really. Summerstock was the movie she did. Is that what? Is, am With I correct? Gene Kelly, With yeah. Gene Kelly. So Gene Kelly did that as a favor to her. She had just come out of rehab. That's where for, Get Happy comes from. Right, right. Yeah. So I didn't realize the story behind that, that she had just come out of out of rehab (laughs) and had put on a little weight, which she looked better. Mm -hmm. But of course, the studio is losing their mind because Judy Garland put on two pounds or whatever the hell it was. But they talk about how on set, Gene Kelly and somebody else, they literally had to hold her up at times. She was so out of it in most of the filming. Mm -hmm. And they had to rebuild set pieces to prop her against during scenes because she couldn't stand up to do her lines or to do whatever. But what they showed was an example of how autopilot, like, you know, you hear the song and she goes into it. The dance sequence that they do, the barn dance where she dances with Gene Kelly, she nails every goddamn bit of it. It was just effortlessly. What's the big number with the boys, with all the boys that she does? It is Dig Brother Dig. Well, she's not in Dig Brother Dig. Um, She does If You Feel Like Sing and Sing. But it's all the boys in her. And if you can't f- sing good, sing soft. It's a, it's the famous oh. song with all the dancing. Oh, it's Get Happy. Is that Get with Happy? With the pink background, and she's in the, oh, she's in in the, the suit little, with no pants tuxedos. and a little fedora. Yeah, yeah. it's Get Happy. No, That's get the happy. one we're like, okay, wh- however had to edit that, she hits every fucking thing, and it's an incredible right. dance number. Right. Like, you're still going, because I make people, if you're watching somebody that you think can da- that you think can dance, count to the edit. If you're watching a movie it's funny, musical. I've never played right. this game with you. Yes, you have. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I know. Oh, count to the edit. And for yeah. somebody who was allegedly fucking up and couldn't get her spot right, you go like 25 seconds without an edit. Like, yeah. you no, got she, a lot of that right. No. For something that's filmed from nine different angles, 18 different times, that every lyric isn't a different one. Right. So, anyways, get happy. The life of Judy. Chase Garland. all your cares away. Chase, chase all your cares away. All about it. Shout uh, hallelujah. Come on, come get on, get happy. happy. We're waiting. For, we're waiting for the Judgment Day. You know what I mean. <laughs> I get, was an actor. I was an actor ready. in college. Yeah. Wow. You just sing? For your judgment day. <laughs> just sing. Anyways, so coming up this weekend, opening, I think, around the world in a million different locations, what I think is going to be the most interesting movie of the year, and I have to say I'm intrigued by it, by what I'm reading. The press was kicked out this um, on Friday night. The press was kicked out of the American screening, The Joker. And I know oh. what you're thinking. Have we gone 
too far with the comic yeah. book movies. And then Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix did some interviews, and they're like, "Here's the movie we made. Here's this disturbing, fucked <clears throat> up movie we just made." And we just we just talked about Judy, so this is why mm-hmm. this this counterpoints beautifully. Mm-hmm. We're willing to forgive this person for indiscretions, being drunk, not showing up on time, popping pills in front of her kids because we know she had a rough childhood. So what if we did that with someone that we normally think of as a villain in every single thing and we give you a sympathetic backstory that makes you root for the villain? And then Todd Phillips said, and then what if we just call it the fucking Joker and make people think it's a comic book movie? So they wrote this movie not as a Batman movie, Mm -hmm. but as like falling down with Michael Douglas. And they took okay. this premise of, like, this movie has nothing to do with comic books. We're just going to show you the... The sad life of the Joker? No, it's way darker than that. Oh. And, and, and it's going to sound like I'm sympathizing with someone, and that's the problem with Columbine? this movie and why I think we're going to talk about it for a long time. I do, too. Is what if we take the, the incel, the lone wolf, the mm-hmm. shooter in um, uh, the movie theater, mm-hmm. and what if we give you his background story... And dare you to not feel bad. And dare you. And then we just call it the Joker. So you think you went to a comic book movie. And I'm like, okay, that's fucking radical. And it really does. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? It won the Venice Film Festival. And the press keeps asking questions. And the people of Aurora, uh, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and I apologize because I know they have a name and I cannot remember it off the top of my head, are just saying, we don't want to ban your movie. We don't want to in any way edit you, but we need you to donate profits to victims of violence sure. because what you're doing is too provocative. And it's been so long since anybody's made a movie that was like going into 4,000 theaters and opening around yeah. the world that's truly got a button to push. Sure. You know what I mean? That's not like Hillary Clinton's got a kill list. You know what I mean? Like, this is, and the fact that they tried to make it mainstream, mainstream, um, I'm intrigued by it. And mm-hmm. I, so I'm going to Vegas on Friday, and I think I'm going to find out if Vegas has movie theaters on Friday because it's wow. killing me. That you haven't seen it based on the interviews that I want to see and, what they did. And and you're supposed to leave it in case you're wondering. You're like, supposed to leave upset. Like okay. you're not supposed to leave there like feeling great, looking good, sure, the hero sure, always sure. win. You're supposed to leave there thinking, what the fuck is wrong with society? It's about mm-hmm. bullying. It's about. It's a lot to do with bullying. It's a lot to do about, like like we were just talking about with Miss Saigon, the people mm-hmm. with no agency. What if it wasn't an Asian girl and you're so used to women being in these roles of, like, no agency, no help, these right. bleak Hopelessness. times. Mm-hmm. What if it, you saw the story of this guy and then what if you accidentally sympathized with him? Like, what does that say sure. about who makes these monsters? You know what yeah. I mean? I'm intrigued yeah. as I'll fucking get out. And I love that they kicked out the press. Because they, they're done justifying what they did. Okay. They thought that their initial press release saying, we just made a fucked up movie and called it The Joker to get teenage boys in there. Like, will teenage boys see it and be like, oh, we should probably stop being shitty humans? No. It, no. The answer to that is no. So. no. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of um, shines a light back where no one wants to look. So I'm, I'm, intri- I'm just intrigued okay. by the fact that they're making something this controversial. And if anybody can play that role... It's Joaquin like, Phoenix. Like, he's fuck. so fucked up. Like, there is something deeply disturbing about him yeah. as a person just walking into the story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The previews yeah. alone are like, dude, you are a mess. Yeah. Like, he and is so... 
He's like, um, not, uh, the one has three names, died of heroin, overdose. Mm. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh, I forgot about him. Kind of t- like move into but whatever role and just and take it on and just be like, whoa. And Philip Seymour Hoffman and him did the movie that is absolutely not according to all sources, and please don't sue us because it's absolutely not about Scientology. The movie's all about Scientology. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely not. And they were, you know, and they were so Absolutely afraid. Absolutely not. And I, th- I, I feel like it's the same guy, but it's the guy that made Magnolia with Tom Cruise, and okay. he screened it for Tom Cruise to see what Tom Cruise would think about yeah. that movie. Yeah. And I can't think of the name of it off the, the, the Master. It's called The Master. Okay. With Amy Adams, another Oscar she should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tom Cruise was like, "No, I'm not offended by that at all." Like, okay, he like, you didn't notice that that was all about Scientology, right, but it's. Right. Ab- Absolutely not, not about Scientology. No. This movie has nothing <laughs> oh, to do with nothing. Scientology. Zero. Nothing to see here. Don't sue us. How long ago us. was that done? Obviously, he was still alive, so a while back. Uh, probably ten years. Harrison has still not forgiven me for dragging her to that movie. Oh, no. Okay. But now I think she would watch it and be like, oh, I'm very curious about this. See, it's about Scientology. When, like, right. no one knew what they, like, you're like, what the fuck are these people doing? Scientology. Sure. Top to bottom, they live yeah. on a boat. Because you know what Scientologists do? They live on a goddamn boat. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a boat. That's where the wife allegedly is. Do oh. they do they just right, get that they, out? Is there just one boat? Does everyone get their own? No, are they like Mormons? No, I thought but there was boats? one big, Does everybody get their own? Boat, you get a no. boat and you get a boat. There's one big boat that they float around on. It's a it's, it's a like cruise water ship. world. No, yeah. it's a crew it's a big boat. <laughs> it's Wally World. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger boat. The big yeah. It's a hell of a day at Sea God. What are they called? Sea they're and they're called Sea Sea Org. Sea Org. Yeah, sea Org is the organization. Oh, no, Sea Org is the Because they're on a goddamn boat. I'm not going to. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. Because then it will pop up in your browser yeah. forever. Right. Because <laughs> then Facebook's going to be feeding that, me Scientology. I don't for a know that Joker is something that I could go and see. Yeah. I'm v- I mean, I think that I could, like, I want to watch it, but I think that's something more for I me. I think the first audience is going to make them the money. Yeah. That first audience is thinking they're seeing Batman 4 this time it's personal. Right. And then the next weekend, it's going to be people that are be like, what are they all bitching about? Why is everybody complaining? Mm-hmm. Why is this? Why is sure. Warner Brothers donating like millions of dollars to like shooter defense funds? Right. And yeah. then the people are going to see it and be like, "Oh, that was fucked up." Like we should probably treat each other better, a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. Like we might want to notice the guy over there. Yeah. That everyone thinks is really nice, except for he's an incel. Sure. We'll have a whole conversation about incels. We should do a whole show on incels one day because you know what they are? Shooters. Yeah. You know what they turn into? Shooters. Shooters. Huh. How you know where incel leads to? So let me just go through the entertainment. So good, good talk on the entertainment. No, good involvement. Wow. I feel it's like that an all I skate. Need Everybody some... was involved. Yeah, I, I felt like none I of you would like play I along with any of that. Though. Weird. May I have some gummy bears. Yeah, she may have some gummy bears. Um, so we talked about that. We talked about that. Oh, and then for Anant, there is a movie God. called. And please forgive me, I cannot lift the gummy bears. I know. My God. Um, the Warrior Queen of Johnsy is, I think, how you pronounce it. Um, interesting movie about the women. That fought back oh, against I saw British the preview oppression. For that. Yeah, at, at Judy. Judy. Right. Because I went to a movie this week. So I'm not sure, Nant, if this movie has already playing or has played in India. If we're getting like the American release of something. Because occasionally we'll get a foreign movie after right. it's already played in the native country. But it's in English. Um, and it looks like an incredible story. A woman it, with agency. So we're, we're it finally It looked like something theme. that I should see. I thought so, too. 
And I have to tell you, during the preview, I wrote down uh, the name of the movie because I thought, I do not want to miss that. Because that is um, a historical story that I know nothing about and how fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, this might be for your rant wheel, but let's just, let's just do the first rant, thing now the rant wheel. Now it's got a new title, The Rant well, Wheel. Well, because we stole it from we another podcast it from the, why, why do we call place? it? Oh. <laughs> the Wheel of the Week or something. Oh, some okay, bullshit. okay, good, the rant wheel. So anyways, um, last I've week... I've got like four things for that. i got nothing. Bitch in a circle. So I'll, I'll start the rant wheel. Bitch mm-hmm. in a circle, go. Bitch in a circle. <laughs> so last week there were calls to cancel the New York Times <laughs> subscriptions over the report that almost identified the whistleblower. Oh. So, two two things, two and things. then everybody gets to make your points. Okay, go. The first thing was, because the whistleblower was, be- blower was being discredited by so many people in the White House about secondhand information, they didn't have it, they were a traitor. Mm-hmm. So the New York Times was trying to... Trying sl- to say, no, 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 you guys, he's legit. He's a credible witness, but they almost went too far and almost identified him without his knowledge. So... Right or wrong? What do, what do we? What do we? How do we feel of journalistic oh God, it's like, integrity? It's like political potpourri mixed with thoughtful vulgarity. Yeah, mm. I, I, I thought it was very interesting. It's like a crossover segment. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Hybrid, if you will. Okay. Okay. So I think, a don't cancel your subscription. If you subscribe, yeah. just up it and buy buy a friend a subscription yeah. too because send it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, good investigative journalism is all that will save our country. I completely agree. Believe it or not. Um, Because there are roadmaps to, like, authoritarian and totalitarian Mm -hmm. rule. And one stop on that roadmap is you kill journalism. That's right. That's a pretty pretty big checklist. That's why Dick Bag in Chief is, like, sitting there like, oh, fake news. Right, 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 right. Right. All the time, yeah. Yeah. So do you... Do you answer the call of fake journalism and address it and say this is real, or do you protect your sources more diligently? Like I think, I think you protect your sources. And more the positive people have been sure. talking a lot about this too. I think that there's. I thought of it on my own though. I know, but I'm saying I'm saying my opinions are formed by Pod Save America people, not necessarily. And mine will be formed by on you. my own. So I think I think there's a there's a happy medium. I think it's very dangerous. And you're going to lose all your sources if you start outing all your sources. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course. Um, but he's not their source. That's the other thing. Correct. However, they also know that Washington, D.C. is the tiniest of small towns. We think our gay community is small. Right. Oh, yeah. Go to Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. So, like, the pod save fuckers, they are fairly certain that they could, if they, like, put some elbow grease into it, like, figure out who the fuck it is sure. anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's... everybody's so it's a white guy, 30 to 45, that enjoys plaid and Donna Summer songs. Right. Whereas Penny Loafers on Sundays, I know who it is. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all on board. Right. So I think, I think it's a dangerous game to play. It is. It, and I think there's... I think there was probably a better way to defend their analysis without maybe giving quite so much mm-hmm. information like defend the whistleblower without giving him away right right like there's, so, there's well, somewhere in the middle dangerous. and you're you're go ahead well one thing that i observed and it had nothing to do with them but after the behind closed doors they let them all read before it was released but when they let them read the whistleblower account mm-hmm. on meadow uh i forget which which sender it was that was on and talked about it. And one of the things I picked up, because up until then, all they had been saying is he or she, he or she, he or she. And the, They've all the, decided on he now. The senator uh-huh. said yep. he, and I'm like, 
Wait a minute. You you just defended like you just read it and you just said his description of the he and I'm like, did anybody else catch that that she just said he? Yeah. yeah. So now I'm guessing we're we're landing on that. Yep. But uh, that it, shoe fell on like every chat show. Yep. In the same hour. Okay. That they all landed on dropped that. the pronoun and, and I was like, yeah, I agree. And it was so funny because I was listening to a couple things at the same time and I'm like. Oh, we know, we know it. Not and, and we're in the Trump White House. So there's probably not a lot of women, right? Not right? a lot of women. So to just shit all over the rant wheel. Yeah. Um, ahead of all of that, though, wasn't it interesting how everybody knew how to use a singular first, the singular yeah, pronoun right. for they? Right. Sure. Yes. Isn't it funny? Yes, no, that's yes, yes, yes. How right. all of a sudden everybody knew how to use they right. in reference to one person. What, I've always what, known that. How? Well, but, but I get what you're saying. There's, but there's an issue that people don't know how to use the pronoun yep. they for the for trans and non-binary right. binary people yep. who prefer that as a pronoun. But boy, did oh, they... I don't know how to do that. I just he or she. I don't understand they. I don't know how it works. But mm-hmm. but boy, if we're if we're talking about an unknown informant, we sure do know how to say yeah. they when talking about one That's person. Right. Yeah, I, that was a subtle point that I I caught. I got that of... off of Twitter. I'm really stealing all my material here. Like Plagiaristic oh, bitch. I feel, I feel like my caffeine this week has been good because I, I was like up with Twitter. Um, no, and I, I noticed that a couple different times, and then all of a sudden somebody went to he, and it's like they were like, MSNBC just ran with he. I think we're all going to go yeah, with right, he. Yeah. We're all, we're all going with like that. There's interns running across like the streets of Fox Trump, News. They said he, they someone said he. in the Trump White House, and we know the names of all three women he hired, and one of them's Amorosa, and she's gone. Right. And yeah. Patty yeah. Page, or whatever. Yeah, that Melania. One. Hope Hicks, or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, hired. Yeah, hired informant. <laughs> I gotta pee. We'll go. Interesting. Do that. Interesting. Yeah, I just. I, how long did? How so, long oh, so my last deep, point. How long did let, Deep Throat stay in the closet? Like fifty years. Right. Um. But I, everybody I don't think in, it's gonna. Uh, no, there was I no don't, internet either. age. No, no, no. Oh, You're no, right. no, no. But this my, wasn't. This wasn't a. This isn't a source to a the reporter. New York Times. Correct. This is a whistleblower. And okay. this is someone with a very specific job in the White House that they do. They're related to I, Ukraine, but they're related to. But so it really is. Even if you don't know, and the Times who they figured are, out who it was, yeah, and were the first ones to do it. So they kind of, they kind of, because you're somehow with the State Department, kind of blew their mind. Your focus is Ukraine. So we're kind of somehow you would it. have access to these six right. people, and it kind of was like. Okay, so it's a guy between three thirty-five and forty. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. that you could narrow that down, and you could get to, and there really oh, aren't no, that many real. women working at the White yeah, House, right? Right. Thirty sexist fucking. Thirty-two pig. minutes ago, MSNBC posted on Facebook Kamala Harris talking about this about Senator Grassley's break okay. from from Trump over the whistleblower. He's quoted as saying, "Grassley, he, unlike so many others, yeah. has been willing yeah. on this matter to put yeah. country before party, and he has been willing yeah. to have the courage yeah. to stand up for what is right." Yeah, and I, yeah. I think, but like you said, that's not really a revelation. You know what I mean? There's there's it's, it's, more no, women I, that work in the White House, yeah. and what you know what I mean. But the other thing but is, in, risk, in, in putting someone. someone's literal neck on the um, line, is they're calling for the execution of these people right. as as uh, which is tre- crazy uh, people of town. treason or yeah. treacherous people, you know, whatever thought- the word is. Are you ever going to get to the people that doubted treasonous. it? Like the 37... Yeah, treasonous. If you're ever going to get to the 37% of people that just honestly believe every bit of rainbow yeah. that comes out of that motherfucker's mouth. Well, those same people don't believe we went to the moon. So I also but, believe so Nixon was innocent. Is but round. is there any point to verifying your claims? Did you, did you partially releasing the identity... Because the people that were going to believe it were going to believe it, and the people that aren't going to believe it mm-hmm. aren't going to believe it. So is there any 
reasons. That was my of- problem, is because now these people, these 37%, yep. or whatever they're down to, I think as of today, it's like 36% that believe what he says no matter what. Right. They're never, you're never going to sway them. You're never going to, even if 99 senators all vote for impeachment, that 36, 37% yep. is still going to be like, it was a great conspiracy. Even if he came out and said, we need to yeah, go with I the- did all this and whatever. Yeah, those 37% will be like, be like nope. He's fine. Those aren't, you- I don't think those are the people that we have to convince. But I think that's who the New York Times was trying to convince. That's that's. Right. I don't think those people are reading the New York Times. Right. That's like, why, and that's my point. That that's okay. that's who, why I think it was kind of a wasted effort because who that was trying to convince. I feel like I'm even, yelling at you. See, and I, think, I don't have my head. I know you can yell. Oh, you can put it back on. I know I got to pee go really pee. fucking bad. No, but I just want to finish this segment. Right. That that's. <laughs> No, but th- that's the thing is like what you was a greater good you were going for, but who you were aiming at to lift the greater good were never getting on the elevator. I think you're giving mm-hmm. the New York Times too much credit. I think they figured out who the fuck it was and ran they to wanted publish. The scoop. And oh my god! Oh my god! We figured it out. Oh wait! Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't. And they got to well, tamp it down the last minute, right? Well, if you, I think oh. I think I got nervous happened. a couple weeks ago when the guy who was the informant that had been embedded in the Russian in the in the. With with Putin, oh, when they, outed when they started outing him, they kept talking about him. Like, shut up, all yeah. of you, even including yeah. MSNBC. I'm like, yeah. stop telling people where he lives and what he did. Let's just calm down. So let's bring this back Is to that entertainment. Guy Oh. So let's go to the <laughs> Judy newsroom. Garland performed in Russia no. once. <laughs> let's go to the, we'll go to the newsroom Judy uh, HBO Moscow. show because HBO does everything right. The newsroom I, season one. The episode's called Five One Five Slash One. Yeah, and it's all about. When you that report series. the news, when is it okay to report oh, the sure. news? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And if we say this now, and let's say there's soldiers in harm's way, let's say there's assets still in play, what right. if we what report are we doing something to this? and somebody in Pakistan is watching CNN and now knows what we're reporting and kills somebody because we just told them where they are? What if it's our fault in the news? You gotta know when to hold so, them. HBO, uh, the newsroom. Callie Yerba Chun Maddow, that series, because I think she's one of the consultants. Oh. That show will blow your fucking socks off. It's all about, like, the sausage being made. Yeah. Oh. Like, really good. Entertainment! Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Great job. Entertainment! Oh, I've got to read this. Here, let's, oh. Read that. What are we reading? What's going on? Um, just We're doing read. the news live this is, now. No, no, no. Uh, Facebook, <laughs> Lucinda Holiday, read what it says. Just read what it says. Oh. I'm gonna have to read that. All right, because I because I, I believe it's about the 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 former officer in was it Houston, the that got convicted today right. on murder charges. Because yeah. I think it's about that because Mia has been all over Facebook today, just ranting about that whole thing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, about the fact that she was convicted, well, found guilty. Right. Well, there was that, but I, I was guess saying it went the right way for once. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Because Buddy early was like, I, "Did you see Buddy's post today?" He says, "So I've not been keeping up. What time are we acquitting the murderer right. cop today?" So she got pissed about that. I guess oh. Mia got pissed about that. But well, again, about Buddy's thing? Yeah, but she gets pissed about some of the other things. Don't but, get mad at Buddy but, early. But I you think, can't help it. But I think what what it was about was she was mad. It appeared from a couple of the posts that I saw. She was all pissed off because the name of the officer, the white woman, yeah. that is not the victim, mm-hmm. her name was everywhere, but they weren't saying his name. His name. Yeah. He wasn't... Oh, sure. They weren't uh, upholding him. I can tell you that, right. but I don't know his name. I don't either, but she had it everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a little bit of that, so I'm going to have to go back and watch this. That's interesting. Local dramatics are happening on well, the Facebook. Well, and I don't know if anybody saw that bitch on the, like, testifying. Oh, no. I don't. I don't. Oh, my God. It was the worst fake crier I've ever seen in my entire life. 
I was scared and like just going through this, and I thought, bitch, you were in the wrong apartment. Oh, guilty. And I killed a guy. Oh, guilty bird. That was my other yeah. story, but I said it wasn't Yeah, fun. because, no, but I'm saying, like, you walk into, I know when I walk into somebody else's house, the different smells, the different, I mean, there's all the things. I'm always trying to get other people's cars. Oh, yeah. Right. First, first guilty verdict, but it's a woman. So yeah. what does that say? Right. You know? Yeah. It's fair. Let her take the ball. But she did shoot him twice, so guilty. Guilt. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Parched like into the, his house and shot him. And didn't that take feels up. Like that and then they tried to do they, they did the um my house is my castle yeah, yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that was his house. But his it wasn't castle. your house. It wasn't your house or your castle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. you're done. Mm-hmm. You're basic. Yeah. You're basic. <laughs> I so like glad that, that shows a lot. back. I caught back That's up awesome. again. The good back. place? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. De- the good place. You're basic. Just mm. delightful. Yeah. All right. I'm not so hard when it ends. Uh, that is going to be sad. I don't know what we're going to do for the rest of the time because we just shit all over the wheel. That's I think fine. It's well, I think it's done. We wrap up a little early. We're fine. No, no harm, no foul in that. Unless there's a um, wait. There was the thoughtful vulgarity from a gnat last week that we didn't do. Oh, that what well, we, we did. We, 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 we did a little version. If there's another one, I mean, you, it was we a could food do that. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Anybody? Uh, Jenny and Nat thoughtful oh, thank vulgarities. You, thank you, Mama. Die. Something you'd like to ask the group? Ask the committee. Yes. By all means. Oh, I have one well, on the oh, topic no. that we've all talked about. Oh, sure. Get so, on it. Get on it. Pencils down. We like to talk more. Pencils down. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well I, have to, I have to get our I'm prepared. I never am prepared for when people call it, take it literally. Are we going to play the song, Ooh. too? Are we gonna no, 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 no. I wasn't going to do it. Well, I can, but I mean. Carl. <laughs> Carl. I have a problem. I have a ser- Yes, you do. That. I just love well, it. That's the sound of forgiveness. <laughs> screaming and, and then, then silence. silence. <laughs> well, thank God the children didn't oh, see that. I have a problem. I have a serious problem. You are just terrible today. Shh. Do you hear that? That's the sound of forgiveness. That's the sound of people drowning, Carl. That is what forgiveness sounds like. <laughs> screaming and then silence. Carl. <laughs> 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 Would you believe oh boat nectar? <laughs> Some of God's tears. God's, God's tears. Okay, it's the older couple from 3B. They were stealing all the crescent rolls. Thank God the children didn't live to see that. <laughs> all right, Annette, you got to type fast, bitch. Oh, my God. You're on it. Um, I enjoy the shit out of that little series. Go ahead. Oh, it really is. So is there, like, in, the, in, in terms of the um, come rain or come shine, is there something that you... Like a song, a movie that you watched one way, and then like years later you revisit, you're like, oh, this is a whole different. Like Miss Saigon would be another one. Like, oh, this isn't really good for Asian people. (laughs) (laughs) More soy sauce? Yeah, this is this is white people explain Asians to us, and we should really stop. (laughs) But is there something that over like the course of time, not Xanadu, that changed? First of all, this why show? can't it be Xanadu? Second of all, all literally all I ever remembered about Xanadu was roller skate, so I was sacred. stunned. Xanadu is sacred. Stunned. It is sacred. Sacred text. It is sacred text. I have to find a DVD. I have to watch the movie. Can I can I loan it to you? Please do. Because yes. I have all I have it in all the forms. Good. Had I known it was something you wanted, I would have put it in my gift bag for tonight. <laughs> I had no idea. I bought I it before I had a, a DVD player. We're just gonna play this. It was Xanadu. I would just say this show. 
All of them. Started out about diversity, ended up being mean to Asians. Wow. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. First well, show. We are the Miss Saigon of podcasts. Why am I here in this rusty bed? <laughs> why? 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 God, why? 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 <laughs> Chris. Bring him home. Bring him home. Oh. It's terrible. That's funny. I would say. Okay. He's typing more. I'm, I'm going to go. Oh. Yeah, you guys read. I'm going to answer this question. Yeah, yeah. So oh. I can go around. I forgot there was already a question yeah, on the table. Yeah. That was yeah. really your answer? No. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I'm gonna, it was not exactly how I had I'm going to pull out debate. my favorite dance movie about an abortion. Ah, yes. Good good choice. Because there was a good long time when I didn't realize that it was about an abortion. <laughs> yeah. Thought it was a kind <laughs> dance movie and Penny got sick. Yeah. <laughs> Stomach flu. <laughs> right. Need a Dr. Hausman. I don't I know why. I had too much water. I don't know why the dirty folding table guy had a knife, but they're about to dance again, so please shut up. Yeah. <laughs> plot, plot, plot. Right. Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> I actually used that line last night because two songs within a matter of three minutes played both from that soundtrack on whatever we were playing at the bar. Was it I've Had the Time of My Life? And. and hung- Hungry oh, eyes. Yes. Yes. So I walked up to one of the tables and Emma, who's one of the trivia players, she was kind of doing a little chair dancing to one of the songs, and we made some comment about about <laughs> this movie, and I said, "Best movie about an abortion ever," and best they dance movie lost about an abortion. it. Dance. I don't know if it's the best abortion movie, but no. it is definitely the best dance. dance no, movie I think I said best an dance an movie about an abortion, <laughs> and they all just lost it. And then I realized I don't know if they really get what I mean. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'd have to say it was my favorite movie for a long time before I realized. Oh, wait a wait minute! Wait a minute! Yeah, sure. hold What's on a second. Here? Don't be it. fooled by Olivia Newton-John yeah. and Gene Kelly. But it was also like a presence <laughs> in my life from a fairly young age. So, oh yeah, it came around yeah. in a very vulnerable well, part for out. many of us. Seventy-eight was when it would have come out. No, like eighty. Wait, wait, Xanadu? No, no, no. Oh no, Xanadu is like eighty. Dirty Dancing yeah. is like Xanadu came out in nineteen ninety. Dirty Dancing was eighty-seven. 87. Yeah, that yeah. feels right. Yeah. 86, 87. Because I would have I would have been yeah, eight, ten years old. Yeah, wore out two soundtracks on tape because they had dirty <laughs> dancing and then more dirty, more dancing. dirty dancing. Two soundtracks. Right. I bought the C D for Xanadu before I had a CD player and I bought yeah. the DVD for Xanadu before I had a DVD player because yeah. Xanadu. So like eight year old to twenty something year old me, no idea about the abortion. In my twenties at some point I went <gasps> what? When did, oh, that when did that happen? Yeah. I don't remember that happening. Yeah. I know every word in this movie. When did that happen? Mm-hmm. Jenny, uh, in the chat room, she says, The Wizard of Oz scared her as a child with the flying monkeys, and now I giggle. They still I, scare me. I don't I, watch I'll go with you. Know, I remember being younger and watching it and seeing that and, and kind of not even like it. In my head, it was like the dark portion of the movie where it was the flying monkeys and when she had Dorothy in the witch tower or whatever the fuck it was. But... They did startle me as a younger, and then I saw it many, many years later, and I'm like, what was I ever startled by? Uh, I, thought it, I thought it was a mm-hmm. horror movie. I told you, <laughs> sure. I, I've said that so many times, yeah. that when somebody said, oh, we're doing The Wizard of Oz on stage, I'm like, the fuck are you going to do? They, like, sing songs? I'm like, it's not a musical. Farm she sings girl. one song in the beginning, and then it just, oh, you know, farm girl meets three strangers on <laughs> Wait, the road. farm girl kills, and then joins up with three strangers <laughs> to kill again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best TV guy description of that movie. <laughs> it was also a crossword puzzle when I was in Rhode Island. My friend and his mom do crossword puzzles, and I was I was like the finisher, like come in and get the couple clues. And one was like movie heroine meets up, um, takes up with three friends, goes on road trip, and it was Dorothy. Dorothy we were like, sure. we we're like, sure. what the fuck. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, Jenny, we're talking about um, uh, Dirty Dancing. So what was what was your choice? Okay, we're talking about song that you heard one way and didn't realize it was different? Is yeah. that what you're we're, we're doing? And there doesn't have to be a big passage of time. It could just be like you found out the lyrics and you're like, oh, fuck, what am I singing? <laughs> singing Bake Me a Pie of Love. That's yeah. what I'm singing. Bake me a pie And now there's oh, a remix of it somewhere <laughs> out there. Bake me a pie of love. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. To this day, that's how I sing it. Oh, that's funny. And I love it when someone tells me the wrong lyrics, and I don't need any intro. I know what song you think that is. (laughs) Right. Like, I heard it the minute you said it out loud. We've talked about this before, too. Oh, have we? Yeah. Uh, It's it's in your subconscious It's all coming back to me now, like a bad sleep. Listen, idiot savant. One of those words is true. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There... Like a buzz. There's a couple, yeah. like, uh, as you've grown up and you realize what they're saying, or you research the lyrics more, like, maybe it's just a poppy, catchy tune. There were a couple couple of Culture Club songs that I mm. just thought, they were they were poppy and happy, and I thought they were good. Well, then you get older, and you realize, what are the lyrics, or the liner notes, or you find out the backstory, and you realize, oh, that's a little darker. That's really a yeah, little, yeah. Yeah, that's the unrequited love march. Yeah, like, like Black Money, uh, there's the second track off their uh, Color By Numbers album. Do you, or no, third track, I'm sorry. Um, do you deal in black money? Like, okay, well, I don't know. And then you find out more about the song or whatever, and you're just like, oh, okay. Not. It's yeah. like still a lovely little song. But other things you, just, you you hear about, you just don't know why or how they got written. Like, yeah. Carol's Whisper, um, I listened to a little differently, literally just as recently as like a month ago, I listened to differently because I read a story that I'd never heard before that George explained he always thought it was just a throwaway song and he never got why anybody liked it. He, ne- he didn't even like it himself. He wrote it at 17 on a bus. He, I found out he did a lot of his writing while in transit. Oh, we're not. But, the bus is entrenched now. No, 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 no. But like if he would be flying. Listen, it's been, it's now, been almost three hours with no bus If he stop. was on a train or flying or whatever, he, he happened to be on a city bus in London when he wrote that song. And he thought it was a throwaway song and he never really got much. Then he gets, he says, well, I guess a lot of people cheated on each other is why, why it resonated yeah. so much. But it's so funny that I hear it now and I think he thought it was a throwaway song. And it just sounds different to me. It's such an impactful song because it was yeah. a, a part of my it, it was growing up and all. But now I'm like, he didn't even he thought it was just a, like a worthless song. He didn't get why people hung on to it. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting to find out a different story. But um, it is funny when I was really really young. I used to think that um, enough is enough. I actually used to think that that song was like I, I love. I didn't know why I loved the song when I was like eight or nine or whenever it came out. And I used to think, oh, that'd be just, a, if you were ever in a relationship, that'd be a great song. That'd be your, th- that'd be your song. <laughs> then I grew up and I realized, oh, that's absolutely not the opposite. Yeah, no. <laughs> throw him, not the throw him out. out. Throw him out. Not how, how did the I love not, song you were thinking right, of. How did I not get the throw him out portion of the program? Because <laughs> that'd, be that'd be our song. No, enough, not going to do enough, it. That's a great. Yeah. <laughs> what um, was one for you, Alfie? There is a song, and it's not because I misunderstood it. I've just changed over the years. But there's a song by Ricky Lee Jones called We Belong Together <laughs> that um, is about, like, a young relationship and a, bro- a singer just brings a broad down to the dark end of the fair and turns into a tattoo in the back of Johnny's black hair. Like, it's very evocative, very Sondheim-ish. And it, but it's about friendship. It's about... And so at the time, I thought it was about these cool people that were doing all these cool things, and aren't they exciting, and they know all these movie stars' names. And then as I've gotten older, it's this very, like, evocative song about 
friendships at the end and who you st- who you stick around with, who you keep in your life, and we belong together. Like, there's all these distractions and all these things that can happen and all these, like, exciting places you could go and things that seem exciting, but you just... Eventually, you just back to we belong together, but it's us that should stay together, and it's just it's very evocative and it's very it's very lovely. But over the course of time, my interpretation of that song just has changed so much from when I heard it when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old and thought it was about adventure and about you know the, all the things that could possibly happen in this little song that has like wind chimes and all this shit going on. And now, it, to me, it's just this lovely, sad song about who you keep around for the, the, the duration. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I've never not known the words or not, but I just, I've come to a different place. And she's only a couple years older than me, but I think I come, like, uh, In My Life by the Beatles. Like, that's another song that you mm-hmm. just, every time you hear that song or you get a little bit older, you, it just you means, it it means yeah. a little bit right. more. It has sure. a little bit more sway. It's not the song that changed. It's it's you that kind of Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Evolved. Absolutely. Um, and then Anant asked the question um, about... Question. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a great question. If there's that person that you think has it all, um, is on it, they're always helping got people, they're together. always got their shit yeah. together, yep. and then you Doing find great. out underneath, it's a puddle of mud. Right. So I think that... Um, you I found me out. You yeah. figured it out. <laughs> I think that you just... Welcome to the show with Clayton McKee. Yeah. Um, but I think that something... When I was much, much younger, I would look at people. So, you know, you see the outside of oh, somebody's yeah. Jenny's begging us not to do this, but we're going we're right, to do it. Right. And now um, we're on your team. When we were, um, when I was younger and would go to past people's homes, like I'd almost make up stories about their what's going on inside their house. Like, they, oh, mm-hmm. they must have the best life. It's a fun because, game. Right, because it looks house. good. It looks good from it. Oh, the, right. it looks a good from a distance. Paint, a coat right. of paint will deceive you. Absolutely. That's a life lesson, girls. Write that Big down. Big time. And, and that, Who said pencils down? Make up your mind. Right. I can't. I, I already put it away. Yeah. Are we taking notes? Are we not taking notes? But that has always... So, I mean, that's what... When I read his question, that's what it reminded me of. Like, looking at people that I thought always had it together. And you... You see their house, and it's just the most beautiful house. But that door closes, and what's going on inside is a, a whole other beast. Yeah, that looks know? the looks good on paper. Yep. Versus, and then there's all there's. Go ahead, I'll wait for my turn. Okay, so I. That doesn't mean everybody has shit going on. It's just no, every, everyone does I, have shit going be, on. Everybody, well, has, everybody does, but I mean, it can aside be from super the recently deceiving. deceased, everybody right. has shit. Going but it, it, on. gosh, I hope so because <laughs> it gets <laughs> right. uncomfortable if yeah, you don't. That's you true. Don't. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> that starts to add up after a while. <laughs> no, so questions like this make me feel like a sociopath because I feel like that's everybody. Sure, right. You know, I, and I feel like that's what you're supposed to do is is put some fucking paint on the front of your house mm-hmm. so it doesn't look so shitty and leave all the all right. the laundry hanging out out back. You know what I mean? Right. Like I feel like that's everybody. that's how we're all getting through. That's it. how yeah. we're all doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's a sociopath at all. I no. think that that's well, I think a re- usually the sociopathic usually part though comes when I look at people that seem think- genuinely happy, and I believe that no. they're part of the matrix, and I should just mm. unplug them. Because right. <laughs> the genuinely happy yeah, upset yeah. me. Because yeah. <laughs> you people, you? why are you happy? You and your perfect fucking family yeah. are not real, right? And you should end right now. Sure. Too much? Too much? No. Nope. Nope. Just enough. Yes. Carry on, my way. How about you? 
I actually know a couple of people that have actually been called out just this year um, on in a Facebook where they were they were deceiving and lying and using other people and they they just got out of the fact that we we see through your bullshit. Yeah. He he ran around with labels and clothes and trips and all this other kind of stuff that he okay. was going on and somebody's like somebody just made one post. Uh, they this person had gone to visit them in LA and he made some post about it, not naming him at all. Nobody, there was no slander. It just was a story, and everybody's chiming in. Oh, I know what this is about. I know exactly what this is about. And yeah. then, and then it got back to this person again. He wasn't named, but I guess they all realized that the circle was all. He's the whistleblower, right? Right. He figured out who the whistleblower was. Well, it's a male from 42 to 45 (laughs) that drinks gin and tonics at Charlie's on Sunday. Two lines. And gets super excited by Tina Turner's version of Disco Inferno. I think we've got him. So that... So that person too specific. That Dion Brown. So that person later posted a big thing on Facebook about uh, apologies to friends, and I guess reached out to a couple people and made amends with that he had done and whatever. But it was like we've all been watching this mm-hmm. story, sure. fr- you know, fly out of control for yeah, sure. a while. But he finally got his up and comings with that. But I think I agree. I think everybody's got the, is in the same boat. Like. I don't know. I guess from I, I do. I get this from a lot of people. I hear this all the time, and it's always kind of funny to me. And I, I guess it's because of what I do with regards to I. I walked into bars for many years and took over computer systems. Sure. Then I hosted an event. Then I did this. Then I did that, or whatever I did. And it's always that the perception that you've got all your shit together. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what's going on behind the curtain. You know, the little I think it's man. That you're tall. Well, it could be that. Yeah, but sure. but I, but I always find it interesting that point. people think that you know you've got the world by the ass yeah. and they don't really know what's going on how how the how it's all oh, put yeah, together no. in the background sure. it's held together with duct tape and chicken wire. I, I think the worst thing that I've ever heard and yet it's the best thing because you think oh sweet I'm fooling them I'm just fucking fooling all of them is when you hear oh my god you look so happy all the time. <laughs> so, I haven't heard that in years, but I'm saying like, yeah. I have. <laughs> I mean, these are words I've never heard. I, I mean, it's not, that's, that's not now, but I'm saying, you know, at the at, at different times, oh my God, you're always so happy. You're always in such a good oh. mood. And I thought, well, I'm at work and a bartender, so I'm trying to make money. Oh, see, but, I just straight up tell people that no, I'm I know. I'm now. joking what about that. What the fuck but, do you want? You know. Yeah. But, and they just get scared and throw money at me and run away. Here, so, take it. Take when, it, when it comes to jobs, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer, and it's from my parents' work ethic. leave it at the door. That you're paying me for 12 That's hours, right. I'm going to give my best possible version That's of right. myself. And if something upsets me, I'm going to try super hard to let that go the other way. Mm-hmm. But there's some times where I have to just stop and call bullshit. Or I have to stop and break down. Like, yeah. I'm not. My, this is not a minute I'm getting through. Yep. So everybody come along. Yep. But you try to put your best foot forward. Like, yesterday I had to tell somebody, like, shut the fuck up. Shut yep. the fuck up. Yep. Shut the fuck up. This is a crisis. You're asking a stupid question. Right. And I don't know what you're doing. Read the room. Clearly, right. this is a high-stress situation mm-hmm. that we are on a definite time constraint, and it's life mm-hmm. or death. So you need to shut the fuck up. And, get, and like everybody, like when I told her to shut the fuck up and get out of the room, everybody was like, oh, it's a whole other game. Like The guy that's always kind of friendly and mm-hmm. like helping people. If he told, snaps. Yeah. Just told someone to out, shut the right. fuck up. I'm like, this is an issue. Like, time is, yeah. time is, is ticking yeah. here, and there's a, there's a life at stake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, And that was one that I was like, I had to feel, go back and apologize. Like, I'm sorry that I snapped at you, but I really need you to know better 
mm-hmm. that this this was a ticking bomb. Like we yeah, were, but that we was were a learning it. experience. And that's you need to blow but up. But a learning experience things. for me is to find sure. a nicer way to say shut the fuck right, up. Right? Okay. Um, sure. But it that's is that fair. thing. But I, I think, think everybody learned it, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But shut the fuck up is quick and to the point. It's very expedient. There's really no vagueness there. But you also do have to say like I'm going to keep a pleasant demeanor and try to be. If I leave the house, I'm going to try and be the best possible version of myself. Definitely right. lip gloss. But then there's times <laughs> that something just strikes you as sad or upsets you. Yep. And you're like, okay, can we have human emotion? Like, But you have to read the room. I like, don't believe in those. Right. And sometimes... Yeah, but you don't 24-7 believe in those. Correct. Correct. Right. Unless I'm watching something musical. Yeah. Or Grey's Anatomy. In a dark theater. Or Grey's Anatomy. And somebody's going to try and break down your Yeah. Somewhere with the rainbow. Right. So, and then we'll just go to the follow-up, because I I love this topic. How do you do it? Do you say to this person, stop with the bullshit, let us help you? And I I think I'm going to go first before Marnie on this one, because I already have the talking stick. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) That that's not the way to say it. I think because everybody's little legs are spinning underneath the water. Most people are trying to put their best possible... There's a few bastards that aren't, but I think most people are trying to put their best foot forward. And if you know, I see you spinning. I don't want them to stop their bullshit. I just mm-hmm. want to be like, I know I know you're trying. Mm-hmm. Can I... You know what I mean? Like, I'm on your team. If you want to go crying in the bathroom for a little while, right. I'll go with you. If this is too much, let's sure. take turns having this be too much. Like, And, it, and it, that, that could be a nant because of my... Um, about my job, mm-hmm. that there's times that think it's it's too much, right. and it's it's okay if it's you okay if you to, need to say like yeah. step away. But it could be your personal life, like yeah. this, like I've had friends that have gone through breakups, divorces, mm-hmm. people stealing their pets, and I'm like, these are big stressors. It's okay if you can't fake it today. Like if you want to no. just go somewhere and revel in mm-hmm. the mud, mm-hmm. let's go. Like sure. that's a big. It's a big thing you're going through. But don't you have to really care about someone to go to that length? Um, and I think that might be, and, and Annette mm-hmm. might be getting at the point that there's people that are they're dealing with depression that don't have someone that's kind of kind of there to like reach in and say, you know, I see the wheels spinning. <laughs> oh, Annette, I, your post about you, you feel that about us. Yeah. You see us as pe- people having their shit together, and then you hear about Marnie's oh. house flooding. Marnie's oh. inter- internal house oh. has been flooding for Marnie, years. Marnie has got her list. Of, we all yeah. have oh, our list of definitely. shit that we go through and deal with all the and, time. And I'm glad. You Every know, day. Yeah. You do not use us as the litmus test, I would say. Oh, like, God, please No, I'm failing at life spectacularly right now. One of the messages I would like Annette to take away from this, which was oddly takes us back to the very beginning of this podcast starting long before even Cal no, joined us. I was even us. born, so. Right. Back when I was just part, a boy. Part of one of the things that I remembered thinking, because in all of the years of ever seeing a gay TV show or a gay podcast or whatever, they were all too just tunnel vision, gay, 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 gay. And it drove me crazy because not everybody's like that. They're just regular people yeah. in the world. Yeah. And it, and I kind of feel that's how we are. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm yeah. not... Maybe You're I'm, the most regular, Clayton. But I just feel like... The whole idea of the podcast was I wanted it to be a, a fun show that we just talked about everyday stuff that everybody else goes through, which I think we do. Yep. House flooding, you work in a restaurant with a bunch of sick people. Yeah. You work behind a bar. <laughs> Don't eat the food. I used to do, you know, I, whatever the hell I'm involved yeah. in that week, yeah. fixing a vacuum and a lawnmower or a car, whatever it is. It's, I just wanted 
we all don't have our shit together. We never have Mm-mm. any of us. I don't think I've ever fully had their shit together. No. We have well, moments. One minute. We have moments yeah, here and there. Yeah. yeah. Peaks and valleys. Oh, high sure. spots, sure. But I don't, I, I mean, just because we sit in a studio in, in my, if you were to be here, you would realize there's no, nothing's together here. The epitome yeah. of luxury here. Yeah. It yeah. is. But but well, I also have to say, like, I, and so, I, I appreciate that. Like, yeah. I, I appreciate that that's, that's what you see. It's just, Truly, the four of us sitting around just laughing at because we can, and it's such a reprieve for that and one in some ways, time a week for me. Right. That, you know, just speaking for myself, that it's just that beautiful time. That's why I hate missing. Because yeah. to be able to come in and, and it's always just better with four people. Laugh. By the way, it's always yeah. better with four people. I say it all the time. Th- this, in, a, in effect, is the going in, the, in, the, in a corner and crying for yes. a while. We get out some right. of it yeah, in yeah, this yeah. three We're, hours. Yeah. And, and I say. I say all the time about your life, whatever, whatever, whatever your job is, whatever your life is, whatever your family situation is. If each day that you wake up, you're like, okay, I can find something to be happy about or something to laugh. Like, there's like one remote thing that I can find kind of funny today. You know what I mean? Whether it's bake me a higher pie or whatever the fuck you were bake singing. Bake me a pie of love. You know what I mean? By the way, if I can find one, bake me a pie of love. Whoa! <laughs> but and it's one of those, and You're I welcome. kind of gauge, not to, <laughs> I, I kind of gauge each day with, can I find one tiny thing today, on you know both days and any day when something bad happens, like is there something out there that's going to at least make me like, oh that's kind of funny, okay, I, I can't laugh yet, but. You know, in an hour, I'm going to find the pie. And I don't know about any of the rest of you, but that's usually something I say. Like, for me, (laughs) it's not a matter of what other people do, but when I am at that point, like, I'll do something, just do something stupid, think something ridiculous, whatever, and I chuckle at myself. Yeah. And that's how, I mean, usually... And that really breaks you out of it. Right. When you can get that laugh at yourself when you're all alone and kind of feeling sorry for yourself... And you hit your knee on the coffee yeah. table, you, and you just you walk right to the ad. You just walk right to the Advil. You're right, like, right. you know what? I'm not going to wait around and see if this hurts. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah, pre-medicate. Absolutely. Because I don't know where my coffee well, that's table where is. That's where Snagglepuss comes in for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. In the middle Whatever. of the day, something up. I'm like, oh heaven's sakes! Look at that! I dropped a bowl. Yeah. It's shattered right. everywhere. Yeah. Pieces all over the floor. The and I can't right. do the voice, yeah. oh, but I'll say the voice in my head or something like that, and I'll get a giggle. Oh no! I say it out loud so that all the cameras can pick it up and if the neighbors here they're like oh she's lost her mind yeah i think the, i think the most dangerous i think my neighbors say that every day oh she lo- oh she's gone i just pull in the driveway and they're the like Donna Summer's a little loud. They're yeah exactly <laughs> she's going through something we're on her 17th time through last He's dance He's again yeah macarthur park sweet sure is nice 17 minutes about a cake in the rain lady the hey, metaphor lady. is tired. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, and I, I call it my moments of zen. Yeah. I stole it from John Stewart, but it's true. It's like sometimes you just need that one thing sure. to cling on to, and sometimes it's just it's a song, it's a joke, it's a funny thing yeah. on YouTube. It's Carl, Carl, and I know yeah. the medicine I need. Like I just have yes. to find something funny. I have to switch yeah. my mood. Whatever, whatever you can do, and I, that's. Yeah. And, but if you see somebody that you know their wheels are right, spinning, right, you don't right. have to call them on their bullshit. Just ask. Yeah. Is there a way that I can make your leg, the little duck under the water, sure. a little less easier? Yeah, but even if you don't go into it, I think that... Because um, usually you're attracted right. to that person that always Absolutely. seems so together. Right. Usually that person that's always seems yeah. on it. Yeah. I know, you're right. Usually that's you're why attra- we're here, Clayton. Usually you're attracted to that. Twit draws us back every Tuesday. We just try to figure out if it's I true. just find my way to your house. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. that the dan- the, where that danger comes in, 
is the when you know that you're putting this is the dangerous part really but when you know you're trying to sell a bunch of shit to people yeah putting it on I call facebook it, i call it alcohol but yes right. well there you have it but putting things on facebook that just aren't you know like when people are trying to show their life to be something different Oh, right, right, right. Or like, better, like or whatever. The, the imagery out there that everything's right. fine. Everything is great. And oh, you're, yeah. you're putting this picture out there, like, look at how great my life is. And you're absolutely sitting at home in your underwear just crumbling. Right. Um, I think it's when First people... First of all, put on some pants. <laughs> Why are you Winnie Pooh in the shit? <laughs> I'm in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos. Show me. Show me on the Pooh. That's I am happy. That's life. That's life. <laughs> but when you start believing your own bullshit... Right. Don't believe your own, your own press. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, don't believe your own press. And I think that that's where it becomes super dangerous. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think that. And when when remember that for the next time, that's a good question. Have you ever believed your own press? That's a good question. Well, and when you look at it, look at me now. Clearly, I bought the whole press. I call it a self fulfilling prophecy. She calls it a selfie. Is what she calls it, but. I, I, I haven't taken a picture of myself in like I'm a year and a half. Say, well, listen, bitch, this has been going on a long time. Yeah. So, but read if so, you yeah. see those people that are no. spinning, and I don't re- know reach out and just be, and be a be a friend and just I say would caution to do it gently. Gently. Though, if somebody right. tried to come gently. and shake me out of my shit, I would. Slap I assume them if back. you know someone well enough to that, you would be enough to be but like. Even if you don't, to sit down next to someone when you're saying the the call them out or the whatever. I really do think that there's something to be said for just an ease and diplomacy and just kind of going up and being like, hey, what's going on? But yeah. also remember just starting you- a conversation without Ooh. prying, without trying to say you're full of shit or you're, you're this or you're that. But to just sit there and be like, what's going on? And that's it's and all very kind hearted. But also remember that yeah. you can't help people that don't want to you're be helped. Absolutely oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, do not. Yeah. No matter do what not it is. wrap yourself yeah. up in somebody else's problems. Like it sucks, mm-hmm. and you may love them a whole lot, but do not. And you don't cannot take them help on. people. Right, you yeah. cannot help people that don't want to be helped, <laughs> and fighting them over it is only going to make your relationship right. worse. Yeah. Yeah. In the wonderful words of one Diana Ross, reach out and touch somebody's hand, but not so close. Not careful, yeah, not, not that close. close. But let's get, arms length, people. Yeah. Come on, handshake yeah. is close be enough. Personal handshake. space. I'm like, they they really really not that close. Enough is enough. Is enough. Is enough. It's enough. I'll never have that recipe. You know what, you guys? I've had the time of my life. Oh! But no one can sing in that key. God damn it! That's a problem with that song. Diane Warren. That one. Yeah, it's in a minor key. It's awful. I know. The worst because you're in the middle of karaoke. Humans don't sing in this key. We should talk to someone about that. Well, if you'd like to sing in this key again, remember, we're off for the next two weeks. We'll see you later on in this month. I'll try to get all the shows posted. But until next time, we'll just leave you with this parting thought. Yeah. We'll see <laughs> we will in three Tuesdays. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Someday. Someday. On Tuesday. However you worship. It'll be a Tuesday. Come You can't put a price on dignity. Uh, tell that to your outfit. This is your outfit.